Hi, this is Nadine and you're listening to the Post Digital Podcast. In this podcast, I talk to artists, researchers and curators about how the internet is shaping art, culture and society. This is the Post Digital Podcast. On the 7th of June 2016, I was in New York to visit the exhibition Temporary Heights, curated by Lindsay Howard. Lindsay Howard is an independent curator that explores how the internet is shaping art and culture. She has curated digital art auctions and has been a curatorial director at 319 Shows and New Hive. Her latest project, Temporary Heights, is a group show uh, about our addictive relations with social media and immediate gratification. The show presents works that examine the pleasures and anxieties around experiences of reward-seeking behavior, oversharing, overconsumption, multitasking and the search for validation. We found some time to visit the gallery and talk about some of the works in the show. I also did a more extensive interview with Lindsay, but unfortunately it has too much uh, romantic street sounds uh, in the background. So you can read the complete interview on my blog at www.networkcultures.org/postdigital. That's also where I've collected the images of the artworks that we're talking about. I hope you enjoy listening. video is 
as shitty as this. <laughs> <laughs> but they but don't yeah. try to play. They yeah. don't yeah. play. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I like this piece. It connects in, in both like the physical addiction and, and drugs and alcohol and sugar and like the physical highs that I wanted to address as well as this kind of intellectual addiction to um, relationships yeah. to social media and trying to connect with other people yeah. and, and which is really common these days I think this feeling of unplugging mm-hmm. or digital detoxing yeah sometimes feel like I, w- I should go. Yeah, it's like going the, uh, the complete opposite. Yeah. It's taking the extreme in the other direction. Yeah. Um, Which is I also think, kind of an ethic. Yeah, it's kind of an... I mean, we've all developed these pretty unhealthy relationships, as far as I can tell. Yeah. To our devices and to social media, um, to such a degree that, you know, it's just considered commonplace now. Yeah. We used to talk about internet addiction, and we don't anymore, because it's just assumed that it's part of our life. Yeah. And so with this show, I was trying to um, at least draw attention to that fact mm-hmm. and that transition and maybe question it. Yeah. Um, see how it's affecting us socially, yeah. mentally, even physically, how yeah. these things are, are really um, affecting yeah. our relationships. Well, but I don't really, I think that still internet addiction, at least in the Netherlands, is quite a topic. Mm. At least, well... I mean, we had this recent um, backlight episode, kind of a documentary public TV uh, program, and it was called Offline as a Luxury. So it was kind of how to unplug, how to deal with this uh, addictive social media and internet connection that's continuously on. So I'm not sure if we've already, like, entered the new phase Mm. where we know how, how to deal with it. It might be because we have Silicon Valley and Silicon Alley. We have these yeah. tech companies who are monetizing our social yeah. interactions, and I think a lot of their um, ethos has really seeped into American culture that you have to participate in these spaces yeah. if you're going to you know, um, participate in culture. You need to be here. Otherwise, you're invisible or you don't have a voice. You're not mm-hmm. participating politically yeah. or socially or with your family. Yeah. You know, you're an outsider. So I think we've really um, embraced a lot of those things yeah. without really questioning the source of where that's coming from. Because mm-hmm. um, they're trying to monetize our social yeah. interactions and, and using all of these techniques to draw us in and give up more information and, and consume more information. Yeah. Interesting. So... for him what 
he should make next. Mm -hmm. So in that case, the artificial intelligence replaces the artist or yeah. becomes the artist. And it, for me, that this piece responds to um, the like targeted marketing on the yeah. internet. Yeah. You know, like target knowing that you're pregnant before you know that you're pregnant, or you know, these social media <laughs> platforms being able to piece together information about you yeah. just based on loose data that is yeah. unimportant and kind of scattered all over the internet. Um, so he's using that to his advantage as an artist, um, and saying, I have all of this data out there about myself, now tell me what I should do. Yeah. So the work we're looking at is the, like, his ideal new artwork. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he did a good job. <laughs> he did. Of course, the artificial intelligence did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> people you may know or yeah. products you should buy based on things that you may not even remember that you contributed to these yeah. pieces. Yeah, well, sometimes I browse through those suggestions on Facebook and I'm just like, who is going to be my new friend? Yeah. And then, like, yeah. yeah. I never... I've read studies that say that they can tell um, who's going to be in a relationship or who's not going to be in a relationship based on not even, like, your interactions with the person, but just, like, loose social data. Yeah. They can anticipate a lot of things about your personal yeah. life. Not only your buying habits, but also your social interactions. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> okay, so... So let's look at some of Wall's work, actually. So as I was conceptualizing the show, one thing that was really important to me is that I wanted to have something in the show that would live and die over, okay. the, course of, over the course of it. And I thought about a few different concepts of what that might be um, and eventually arrived on, on plants. Um, and Britta Walsworth is a floral designer who has a really popular Instagram account called yeah. These Colors. Yeah. And um, she, in her past life, <laughs> um, was a social media consultant for some big companies. And so she thinks a lot about... Um, these platforms and what she's contributing to them, the data around them, and how to really be strategically approaching them. So I invited her to do a, a work um, based on the theme of temporary highs. So she designed this floral arrangement encased it in glass, and it's different. You know, there's a slight difference each time you're walking around it based yep. on the colors of what you're looking through. So she wanted something that was... She wanted an arrangement that was mediated, so you could barely tell if it was fake flowers, real flowers, or yeah, what it might cool. be. So that was her artistic interpretation. Yeah. And it's definitely dying. It's starting to die, yeah. She's <laughs> doing maintenance over the course of the show, so it won't just die completely. Um, but yeah, it is an active, living piece, because I wanted something to communicate the aspect of time and the temporary, yeah. so then cool. it goes up and then comes back down. So this sounds like a quite a, a real collaboration with uh, her. I mean, some of the artists there did just present work that you uh, found, or you, 
you knew, and then you asked them to put in an existing work. But this sounds like you both like you were really creating a piece for the show. Yeah. So all of the artists in the show um, were very collaborative, actually. Because this was a, a really personal concept for me, mm-hmm. the idea of temporary highs. Yeah. And so I, I sat down with all the artists and had long conversations. We shared diary entries and a lot of, you know, personal thoughts about our own habits or things that we observed. It was very, like, raw, open conversation. Um, so there are some existing works that are in the show, um, but they were the ones that we decided were the best suited yeah. for the concept. Um, and all of the artists actually at some point contributed short essays just reflecting on how social media was reflect- was affecting their um, personal and professional okay lives in really in really deep ways so it was there's a lot of depth to mm-hmm. the contributions that are here which was um, really important to me because mm-hmm. I wanted it to be both um, I wanted the show to have both a superficial read so when you walk in you think these are really pretty pieces I want to post them on Instagram yeah but then also to have kind of an undercurrent of these larger questions about the impact and um, yeah, I guess some of like the darker underbelly of social media. Yeah. So can we talk about uh, well what I'm very curious about this one as well. Yeah, so this is um, Ram Pilgrim by Catherine Fraser. She's a, a young artist, she's twenty four years old, she's based in San Francisco. Um, she graduated from Carnegie Mellon University uh, as a fantastic designer um, and has a pretty high-level position as a designer in a, in a major um, technology company in Silicon Valley. So she's operating in that space. That's where she's coming from. Ah, yeah. um, and this piece that she created is... Um, these are an accumulation of photos that she's gathered on her iPhone. These are inspiration for different design projects. They're either screenshots from things she's done on the internet or walking around um, in San Francisco or elsewhere. And what she does is she takes those images, translates them to, moves them to her iPad, to her computer, back to her iPad, back to her computer. And there's this translation between them with different painting apps. Um, until they become this abstract composition. So what I liked about Catherine, and you'll notice some of the works in the show are aggressively playing with the social media tropes. Like Jonas is very much aware of how these systems work and he's playing them to his advantage. And then another artist like Catherine is intervening with her data, but it's slightly more passive. She's not aggressively for or against it, but she's kind of flowing with the tide. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to present both kind of the darker aspects of social media, yeah. like Hannah, then someone who's aggressively working with it, and then also this kind of other perspective where artists are, you know, um, using this as like, using these platforms um, as a way to like accumulate information and manipulate information and create beautiful things, yeah. but not necessarily for or against it. Yeah, cool. Any others? Yeah, I would like to discuss this one as well. Yeah. Anouk, yeah. So this comes from Dino, Hannah? Yeah, because she, we went to the same uh, art academy. Oh, really? But a different time, she graduated before me. Yeah, so this is from the Neutrals series. 
and she found this amazing Instagram account where the um, TSA um, security line um, posts photographs whenever they find a weapon in someone's baggage um, in the security check line. And they post the image of the weapon as well as the ID of the person, and it's obscured next to it. And then they put these really um, cheeky captions. I can't even think of one right now, but they're kind of, it's odd. It's yeah. very odd okay. they would be doing I'll <laughs> definitely go um, check it out. And it's the official account. Um, and so what Anouk did was she isolated the identification cards from the image, and that's what's draped across the top of the sculpture here. Um, so she's printed it out, and then it's draped over this um, this sculpture almost um, in a human-like form. So mm -hmm. it's bringing this sort of bodily quality, bodily, bodily quality um, back to the um, obscured ID of this person who was trying to um, commit a crime, basically. Yeah. Um, so what I liked about this piece was kind of government intervention into social media being so awkward and interesting. I wanted to have that as part of, part of the conversation. Um, but then also like the obscured ID. This could be any one of us and we don't mm -hmm. know who it could mm -hmm. be. Yeah. Um, but, um, but that person would have had a weapon in its back? Yes. Okay, so it's kind of a criminal person, probably. I mean, it could be someone who maybe has, um, it could be a low-grade weapon or a high-grade weapon. Mm. I mean, it could be a gun or it could be, you know, like, I don't know, sometimes tweezers. I don't know, whatever. You know, it could yeah, be yeah, like yeah. low-grade or high-grade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think the weapons were less interesting to her as the IDs and just trying to, yeah. like, yeah, have this fantasy about um, why would they include those in the images mm -hmm. to begin with. And then, um, it's kind of the form is what really, like, in a strange way, looks at, like, it's really this fluid identity part that's over something that's, like, it has a human organic form, but it's also a really strange object. Yeah, this is one of a series that she did um, with this concept, and I, they're all very unusual, fascinating, pretty complex images, objects. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so, is there any other word you'd like to... Uh, I was going to show you this piece. So, this is by Rye David Bradley. Um, I would tell you the title, but it has a lot of numbers in it, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> you can see that afterward. Um, the abstracted image is based on is um, from an app called Periscope, which is a live streaming app. Yeah. Um, and Rai was really interested in that app because it's known for um, drawing and people who are really interested in um, attention. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're really attention singing, you might go on this app to live stream what's going on in your yeah. life at any given time to an audience or not to an audience. So he took images um, from Periscope, that's the basis of the abstract image, and then what it's printed on is this suede, um, and he has these, provides these brushes here, um, where anyone in the show who visits the show can participate in the work by kind of 
drawing on the work, these kind of painterly strokes. He wanted the work to not be fixed, that he was saying one thing in particular. He wanted to bring in this question of authorship that the internet often raises. Um, and it feels really, really good then, to it, brush. It's yeah, kind of it's really good to participate yeah. in the work, it does. <laughs> and that's like, this work for me like really brought home that idea of like compulsive sharing and consumption. Um, you want to you want to give and you want to get you want to receive on the internet and you know at the opening people were just crowded around this piece like wanting to draw because you want to you want to participate with the work you want to participate yeah. in a community yeah and when there are rewards like being able to see your contribution right there um, it makes it even more incentivized yeah cool yeah yeah it really feels good mm -hmm. to participate in this work. Yeah, cool. Thanks again, Lindsay, for saving some time to meet me. If you are in New York, make sure you don't miss the show. It's on until the end of July at Bitform's Gallery. For more information about the show, you can have a look at the website www.temporaryhighs.net. So that's it for now. I hope to see you next time. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And follow me in the meantime uh, for updates on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. This is the first digital podcast.